0: radio for a really great future we're talking real money hi everybody don mcdonald here with another exciting edition of talking real money the daily podcast thanks for joining me and uh in today's show i'll talk about something i'll answer a call and i'll give you a word and i'll define it pretty much what i do every day If you'd like to have your question answered, give me a holler at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. This is the one day of the month I just dread. Why do I dread today? Well, because I made the mistake of running for a community development district board of directors, and I've been on it. I'm in my second term. I've been on it for six years, and I'm sick of it. I am just sick of it. I am sick of the politics. I'm sick of the selfishness. I'm sick of all the people who come and tell us we should do this and this and this. And they just want us to spend lots of money. And it just drives me crazy. Oh, and it's stupid stuff. It's like clean the streets more. What? They're streets. You're not going to go out and eat off of them. We don't like cleaning our own sidewalks. You should clean our sidewalks for us. No, get over yourselves. Anyway, has nothing. What well has to do with money, but it's not the topic at hand. The topic at hand is uh, something that I ran into a few weeks ago, and I forgot to talk about, as happens from time to time, because I read a lot of stuff. This headline in Barrons, to which for some strange reason I subscribe, and I'm not sure why. Here's the headline: Vanguard founder Jack Bogle says it's time to play it safe. Wait. I've talked to Jack Bogle many, many times and he's never been one to worry about the stock market. He's always said, you can't know the future. So you just sit tight. As a matter of fact, he once told me this, some story. I don't remember what the story was, but the moral of the story was that nobody knows nothing about the future. Nobody knows nothing. So, was I a little surprised to see this thinking I and mean, just like in September on CNBC, he was interviewed and told him, you just sit sit tight. That's what you do when the market goes down. So what happened between September and December? Well, it turns out that Mr. Bogle actually did get a little f- emotional. He actually told Barron's, which is a publication that panders to our emotions, that you might want to make your allocation more conservative now because of all of the uncertainty around the market, things like Brexit, which, by the way, got voted down today. Uh, But he did actually say to trim back your stock holdings, which I, I, I disagree with. If you're properly allocated, you shouldn't have to mess with your percentages. If you know your risk tolerance and you've invested properly for it, you shouldn't have to adjust. So even the renowned Jack Bogle can be affected by his emotions. I don't understand why he did it, but his advice, while basically sound, has been flawed at times. For example, for years he has argued with us about international investing even as foreign stocks have become as easy to trade as U.S. stocks, and they and the value of all these companies make up about half the global market capitalization. And he didn't suddenly become a market timer. It's not like he said, get out of stocks. But I don't think that he's 100% right this time. Just not like I don't think anybody's 100% right all the time. He is not infallible. He is very humanly fallible, but his advice still stands today. In fact, it's the name of his new book, and he says his last book, Stay the Course. And that's what you should do. 855-935-TALK is the number to call 24 hours a day, seven days a week, to get your financial investing money question answered on this daily podcast, and we're off to our next call right now. This is Dan from Omaha, and I just had kind of a general question. Uh, My wife and I, we've got uh, an IRA that we max out, a Roth IRA that we maxed out. We both contribute to our 401ks, and we also have a fairly sizable taxable, taxable account, and Uh, What my question is, just kind of if there's any general advice on rebalancing. We rebalance uh, once or twice a year, and it just seems kind of tricky with all the different assets in different accounts to rebalance between the accounts, especially since there's many of the accounts that have a limit that you can put in per year. So just how to kind of finagle the buying and selling to keep the balance how we want it. If there's any tips that you have on that, it would be greatly appreciated. Thank you very much. Rebalancing Rebalancing should not be tricky. It doesn't have to be particularly complicated, and I don't think it needs to be done more than annually. It's just a discipline you need to get into, and you need to do it in a disciplined manner. You can't pick you can't just pick and choose the times to do it and go, I think I'll wait a little while to rebalance because the market might go down a little more and I can get more for less or might go up a little more. No, just pick a time, rebalance. As for the confusion of all your various portfolios, well, the trick is to look at all of them as a single entity. You have to pretend they're all in one big account. So add them all up. Look at all your asset allocation among those various portfolios and then make changes in the portfolio that has the lowest costs so that you don't have a lot of expenses incurred in doing the rebalancing and also be tax wise about it. Don't sell and create taxable events in that account outside of the IRA or the 401k. If you can do it, protected inside the IRA or the 401k, but look at it as one big account. Now, as for how you should allocate between those various accounts, we really would need to get into some discussion of your tax situation currently and what kinds of investments you have. But uh, again, look at them as one big, huge portfolio. Always treat your investments as a single portfolio and balance it based on that one portfolio strategy. Uh, 855-935-TALK is our number. 855-935-8255. And since we talked about Jack Bogle here at the beginning of the show, uh, the word for the day, combination of words, the term for the day, maybe that's a better way to say it. Today's is mutual fund. Actually, I'm going to even get more specific open-end mutual fund. But for most of you, that's a mutual fund. That's the kind that the majority of people have. There are closed-end mutual funds. There are other wacky things, but we don't need to think about those. The funds that Vanguard sells, if they're not exchange-traded funds, which are different, if they're mutual funds, they're open-end mutual funds, which always take in new money and always liquidate on a daily basis. What a mutual fund is is a stock or bond or whatever the security is buying club. You and a lot of other people get together and you buy these things. You hire somebody to buy them for you. You pool your money. They go out and they buy them and they split it up into little pieces. And you all own a share of that entire portfolio that that mutual fund owns for that you pay some sort of a fee to the company who manages it and sends out the statements and does all of those things. Now, for some mutual funds you also have to pay somebody a commission to get into them they're called load funds but not all funds are load funds there is a a true thing called a no load fund you don't get anybody telling you when to get in or get out you have to kind of do it on your own unless you're paying an advisor another fee to do that for you and they are no load they are truly cheaper a loaded fund usually costs about five, five and three quarter percent. A no-load fund costs zero percent going in, and there's no twelve B one fee. Although some no-load funds, you know, um, it's going to get confusing now. Some no-load funds do have twelve B one fees, but they can't call themselves no-load funds legally if the twelve B one fee is over a quarter of one percent. You don't want a fund with a twelve B one fee. And as Vanguard has proven, and Fidelity has proven, and uh, Dimensional has proven, and many others have shown. You can have a great fund with a tiny fee because you don't have to pay expensive money managers when the fact is expensive money managers have never been proved to add, proven to add any value. So a mutual fund, it's a pool of capital. You can get in at any time. You can get out any day, any trading day after the close of business. They price it as of the, as of the close of business on that day. And thanks for listening. Also, if you want any kind of information on investing, saving money, finding help, listening to podcasts, reading about money, go to talkingrealmoney.com. There's even a, 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 a online form where you can set up an appointment by phone, in person, whatever, to talk with an advisor for free. We don't push you to do anything. We're not a sales driven organization. We'll get clients. Just by being good to people, by treating them well, you get clients. So we can help people, and that's what our goal is. Our goal is to help everybody. That's why we do this podcast. So check it all out at TalkingRealMoney.com. Thanks for listening. Take good care. Talk to you again tomorrow. I'm Don McDonald.